0: It's Throwback Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, we're throwing it back to our very first episode when we started on a Thursday? No, I don't I don't remember, guys, but welcome back to the podcast. Uh, there is no throwback today. I can't even remember how I started the first episode. It was probably like, hey, guys, my name is Kevin, and are you interested in hearing the news and some interesting opinions that I have? Anyway... Uh, with that being said, I think we should just steer ourselves into the news pieces we have today. The first piece of news that we're going to talk about is about Italy, um, what has happened with a railroad derailment, um, and what was the outcome of uh, some trains colliding. Um, we are sorry, being derailed. Uh, our second piece of news, we're going to talk about NASA astronaut Christina Koch who has broken some records um, in terms of space flight and other, other things that pertain to NASA. Uh, she's finally coming home, so we are going to check on that. Our third pre- piece of news is on the Irish Republic Army um, and kind of the situation that is going on in Northern Ireland now that Brexit has made its way. Um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. And our last piece of news, we are going to talk about um, Israel's forces uh, and Palestine, how they're clashing right now in the West Bank, um, and what's going on there after the announcement of Jared Kushner's peace plan. So, with that being said, you are listening to Kevin. I am the host of the said show, and this is... A Mention with Kevin. let's jump right into it. So with our first piece of news, we are going to talk about a high-speed passenger train derailed in northern Italy uh, before dawn today, Thursday, killing two railway workers and injuring 28 other people as its engine broke off and careened into a work vehicle on an adjacent track. Authorities are looking into human error linked to the track maintenance work as possible cause. The state railway... Frecia Rosa train went off the rails in the Italian countryside about 5.30 a.m. local time while traveling at nearly 300 kilometers per hour, Civil Protection Chief Angelo Borelli told State Radio. Maniac's work has been carried out on a nearby track switching area, switching area less than two hours before the derailment, Prosecutor Domenico Cairo told reporters at a news conference. The train that derailed was the first train to pass through the area after the work was done, and the switch was placed in a position it shouldn't have been, he said. We're looking into the hypothesis of human error that could be linked to maintenance, to the maintenance work as a possible cause for the accident, Chiro said, stressing that no conclusions had been reached yet. Sabotage or a terror attack have been ruled out, the prosecutor said, and investigators have recovered the train's supply box recording which is interesting because i didn't know a train had a black box recording but apparently they do it's very similar to uh, airplanes Charo said the train rammed a series of obstacles before finally stopping they included a nearby building used to for storing railroad equipment and tools the engine car ended its fatal trajectory flipping around 180 degrees state railways said that the two fatalities were train engineers Prefect Marcelo Cardinano said another railroad worker, part of the cleaning staff, was also seriously injured. One passenger was seriously injured and 26 other passengers suffered less serious injuries, authorities said. Authorities said the crash occurred about 20 minutes after the train had left Milan, heading south towards Bologna. Cardinona said it was fortunate that due to the hour, the train wasn't crowded. Police said it had about 30 passengers. Only one passenger was in the first car, a business class car that ended up on its side. And a couple of passengers each were in the next few cars. The train passenger cars further back remained upright. One passenger, an unidentified man interviewed by state TV, likened the moment of the crash to being on a roller coaster for 20 seconds. Rescuers had helped some passengers get out of the train uh, out of the train the passenger train uh, run is part of a popular high-speed rail service known as Fresia Rosa, uh, or the Red Arrow service which links Italy's north and south and is used by business people and tourists as well as locals Italian president Sergio Mattarella in a condolence message lamented the deaths He urged a swift investigation to determine the derailment cause to guarantee the right of citizens' safety on transport. In other recent derailments near Milan, three people were killed and more than 100 injured when a regional train derailed on another line in January 2018. So there have been some other derailments, but it seems like they've been a little bit further back in the past. Um, Again, this was looking into human error, that a switch was pulled that shouldn't have been pulled during maintenance. And unfortunately, that led to the derailment of this passenger train. And it's scary to think about that. Obviously, they're going at such crazy speeds, 300 uh, kilometers uh, per hour. uh, And then being derailed at that speed is just incredible to think about. Um, But obviously, they're just errors that sometimes can't be accounted for. um, We just have to ensure that there's safer guidelines or things to ensure that this doesn't happen again. Moving on to our second piece of news, NASA NASA astronaut Christina Koch has spent nearly 11 months in orbit on the longest spaceflight by a woman, landed safely in Kyrgyzstan this morning along with two of her International Space Station crewmates. The Soyuz capsule-carrying Koch, along with Station Commander Luca Parmitano of the European Space Agency and the Russian Space Agency's Roscosmos alexandra skrovotsov touched down southeast of Zekagin, Kyrgyzstan at 3.12 p.m. Sorry, it was in the afternoon. And sorry again for those pronunciations. Uh, I'm not very good at pronouncing kyrgyzstan um, region names. Koch wrapped up in a 328-day mission on her first flight into space, providing researchers... The opportunity to observe the effects of a long duration to space flight on a woman. The study is important since NASA plans to return to the moon under the Artemis program and prepare for the human exploration of Mars. Koch smiled and gave a thumbs up as a support crew helped her out of the capsule and placed her in a chair for a quick post flight checkup alongside her crewmates. Russian space officials said that they were in good shape. Koch who first grew up in Jacksonville, North Carolina, and now lives near the Gulf of Mexico in Galveston, Texas, with her husband Bob, told the Associated Press last month that taking part in the first all-female spacewalk was the highlight of her mission. Koch said that she and her fellow NASA astronaut Jessica Meyer appreciated that the October 18th spacewalk could serve as an inspiration for future space explorers. Parmitano and Skorvatskov Spent 201 days in space. After preliminary medical evaluations, the crew will fl- will be flown in t- by Russia by Russian helicopters to the city of Karaganda in Kazakhstan. Koch and Parmintano will then board a NASA plane, board bound for Cologne, Germany, where Parmitano will be greeted by European space officials before Koch proceeds home to Houston. Scoville Skarvi- scorts. Sov will be flown to the Star City Cosmonaut Training Center outside of Moscow. So it's just good to see that. Some astronauts making it back home successful from a, from their space mission, uh, spending everybody more than 200 days aboard that ship and a whopping 300 and, uh, what was it, 20 days? Oh, sorry, uh, 328 days for astronaut Christina Koch. And so that's interesting to see that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the, the results in terms of what the, the effects of being in space that long are. I think with every given person, you're going to get some more research values and um, some more observations that can be made. So it'll be interesting to see that and uh, how these people deal with coming back to space. I know that you have to exercise pretty hard in space so that you can keep your muscle strength and um and, and mass while you're up there because uh, you tend to lose it with zero gravity. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how how fast they integrate integrate back into society and, and what new news that they have from our um, stratosphere, or I guess atmosphere, or uh, stratosphere is right, sorry. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our third piece before I make any more scientific errors. Our third piece of news is about Irish Republican Army, Disaments planted a, a bomb on a truck that was intended to explode on the day of the United Kingdom left the European Union last week, police in Northern Ireland said today. The police uh, service of Northern Ireland said a Belfast newspaper had received a call Friday, Brexit Day, saying that there was a bomb on a truck at Belfast, Belfast docks. The caller said the truck was headed for a ferry to Scotland. Despite a search, nothing was found. On Monday, another call was made for the same newspaper with new information. After a search lasting into the day, the next day, police found a bomb aboard a truck at an industrial park in the Northern Ireland, t- Ireland town of Logarn. Lung- uh, police Assistant Chief Constable George Clark said that the caller said, The intention had been for the device to explode on Friday evening at around the time the United Kingdom left the European Union. The bombers appear to have picked the wrong truck because the explosives-laden vehicle remained at a haulage company's yard in Lurgan until it was discovered. Police said that they believe the bomb plot was the work of a group known as Continuity, Continuity IRA. Detectives said that they want to speak to anyone who noticed suspicious behaviour or activity in the area on Friday. Once that device has been left in the yard, it had if it had. It it was exposing people on the public road at a busy time and at a busy place to huge levels of risk, Clark said. These people are absolutely callous and reckless in what they have done. More than 3,700 people have died during decades of violence before Northern Ireland's 1998 peace accord. Most militants have renounced violence, but small groups of IRA dissidents continue to carry out occasional bombings and shootings. The violent dissidents were emboldened by several years of political drift in Northern Ireland, whose power-sharing government was suspended between January 2017 and last month, and by uncertainty about the future of the current invisible border between the UK's Northern Ireland and European Union member Ireland, after Brexit. So very interesting news in this front. We understand that Northern Ireland is a part of the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom is saying that they're coming out of uh, the European Union. Could flare up some emotions of separatism. Again, between Ireland and Northern Ireland. Um, it seems like in this case that the, uh, the Northern... The IRA... I'm, I'm very unfamiliar with how this works. But they were angry at the United Kingdom. But they were targeting Scotland who also doesn't want to be like corralled into this brexit ordeal so i'm, I'm very confused of why this was happening um, i'm very confused in terms of what was going on between northern ireland ireland and the united kingdom um something that i don't know much about so if you guys know let me know at kevin underscore hobie at twitter.com i'm very ignorant to this fact and maybe i should read up on this a little bit more but it was just interesting to see some of the fallback and um the kind of Actions that we're seeing after Brexit and kind of response to what has been going on within the nation. All right, we actually have a fourth piece of news. I'm so sorry. And it's just an incoming piece of news. Uh, it just shortly came in. Uh, breaking news here, straight from your boy Kevin. Oh, by the way, guys, this is episode 27. And if I'm not mistaken, today is February 6, 2020. So, Uh, With that, we're going to go into our breaking piece of news, which is Israel's forces killed two uh, of Palestinians in a clash that occupied the West Bank uh, this Thursday, which is today, and a third in Jerusalem after he opened fire at police, hours after a car ramming attack somewhere else in the city, wounding uh, 12 other Israeli soldiers. Long-simmering Palestinians' unrest has been stroked by anger at U.S. President Donald Trump middle eastern plan which has embraced was embraced by israel and rejected by palestine when it was announced last week the plan would give israel most of what is sought during the decades of conflict including the disputed holy city of jerusalem and nearly all the occupied land on which it is built its settlements the violence began early today when a palestinian motorist slammed his car into a group of israeli soldiers Wounding 12 before fleeing the scene, the Israeli military said. Israeli military spokesperson Lieutenant Colonel uh, Jonathan Karikas said that one of the 12 soldiers was seriously hurt and the others were lightly wounded as they took part in a late night tour near a popular entertainment district in Jerusalem. Police later announced that they had arrested the assailant in the West Bank. They identified him as a 25-year-old from East Jerusalem. While it was not, it did. While it did not claim responsibility for the attack, the Islamic Jihad militant group praised the car ramming as the beginning of a new confrontation over Trump's plan. In the West Bank, meanwhile, Israeli forces shot and killed two Palestinians when clashes broke out when they were demolishing the home of an alleged militant, according to the Palestine Health Minister, which said another five Palestinians were hurt. Jenin, Governor Akram Rahuj, said that one of the fatalities was a 19-year-old student at an uh, academia that trains police officers. The other was a member of the security forces who was shot while standing outside a police station nearby. Karikas said troops were demolishing the homes of a militant alleged involved in a deadly attack. He said there was a sizable riot at the scene by Palestinians who threw firebombs and that a sniper also fired at troops. Karikas said forces responded with their own sniper fire, killing a Palestinian, Palestinian shooter. On Wednesday, Israelis, Israelis shot and killed a 17-year-old Palestinian during clashes with demonstrators elsewhere in the West Bank. In Jerusalem's Old City, an Arab citizen of Israel opened fire police, lightly wounding one of them before officers responded by shooting and killing him, the police said. Arab citizens make up around 20% of Israel's population and largely identify with the Palestinians. The Old City is a part of annexed East Jerusalem, which Israel captured along with the West Bank in the 1967 war. The Palestinians want both as part of their future state. Another shooting took place near the West Bank during Kalkulaya, where the military said an assailant opened fire at soldiers, lightly wounded one of them before fleeing. Troops responded with fire and are currently pursuing the assailant, the military said. Karikas, the military spokesman, said Israeli's forces are not trying to escalate the situation while understanding the complexity and sensitivity of the situation. He stopped short of linking the violence to Trump's Middle East proposal. The Palestinians, who have long shunned the Trump administration, accused it of bias towards Israel, saying the plan falls, falls short of their demands for a viable independent state and other rights. Israeli supports the Trump plan which could give it much of what it has sought for decades. Some Arab nations oppose it, while the European Union also rejected parts of it. The deal of the century caused such escalation and tension by tr- trying to impose fake facts on the ground, said Nabil Abu Radanin, spokesperson for Palestinian President Mahoud Abbas. We have repeatedly warned that any deal that does not, doesn't answer the minimum of Palestinian rights and that doesn't aim to make a just and lasting peace will definitely lead to the tension we are witnessing today. Meanwhile, in the Israeli-Gaza border, has also been shaken up by several days of violence. Palestinians have launched mortar fire, rockets, and balloon-borne explosives into Israel, causing panic but no serious casualties. Israel has carried out nightly airstrikes against sites belonging to Gaza's ruling Hamas Islamists. Hamas praised the rising violence. The spread, spreading resistance and clashes by our people in the West Bank and their resistance in the heart of occupied Jerusalem is an active response against the destructive Trump deal, Hamas spokesperson Hakim Hazim, Kazim said. Someone, uh, so it's, that's uh, their... Kind of view of what's going on right now that's that's what we're seeing from reporters uh, it's interesting to see what's going on here um, this is also a very complex situation that has been going on for many years decades in fact and generations in terms of uh, the war uh, violence that we're seeing and just accusations that are going back and forth ultimately it's sad to see that there's nothing that can be done in a nonviolent way where these people can come to an agreement table or something. And that we can't, we don't see soldiers fighting soldiers and then they're trying to impose each other with, with groups of, I wouldn't say aggression, but just kind of frightening people with having armed soldiers go through things and kind of forcing their way to do whatever they, they want. Um, so this is sad and that we can't see things kind of diplomatically take place, processes being put into place, um, hearing other people's uh, issues and, and being able to resolve them um, with the correct mediation and arbitration. But with that, we're just going to end that there. I, I don't really have that much to say with that regards. Um, I, I don't have all the information present before me, so I can't say that. It's just in my personal view for both sides, I, I feel like violence is unnecessary and that both sides should not use this as a tactic uh, but they should forget that. And they shouldn't praise any rising violence both on both accounts. Anyway, with that, we are going to turn to my favorite segment, which is Kevin's Advice Corner or Column. Whatever you like to call it, ladies and gentlemen. And today we have a great piece of advice. It's from somebody who writes, someone much stronger wants to fight me. So let's see what this viewer has to say. Okay, so I'm an average-slash-shorter-than-average average freshman, and someone may want to fight me. Basically, his girlfriend is a loudmouth, beep and always says stuff. So, being human, I retaliate. Now, this has led to me calling her a beep multiple times, which to her is like a punch to the face, I guess. Now, I'm 5'4", and 140 pounds-ish. I'm sort of chubby, and I'm not really strong. The few fights I've gotten into, I've lost. I've thought about bringing a knife to school, but that could get me suspended or expelled. I'm trying to keep a clean record and stay away from fighting. Does anyone have any ideas of how I could avoid this? Well, um, you know what, sir? Or I'm, I'm, I am i don't know what to give you the name. Um, you're always fighting people. You know what? I You're a short guy. I can only think of uh, a couple people like that. Um, I want to call you Bev- uh, Patrick Beverly. Um, so let's just call you Bev for for short right now. <laughs> Patrick Beverly isn't that short, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying anything about his height. Uh, Patrick Beverly, please don't fight me. Uh, but he's been in a couple brawls, and he's kind of a scrappy kind of guy. Um, Bev, just seeing how you wrote this, um, I know that somebody stronger wants to fight you. Um, in most cases, if it was for justice and stuff, I, w- I would say... Talk to a friend, get a couple like big guys who are like your friends who bodyguard you kind of a little bit. Know that you're safe so you get kind of comfortable with that. I would say kind of, uh, you know, get a little bit better shape. You know, make sure that like if if, <laughs> if they come at you, that you're ready to run. Like uh, that's probably my tactic. I'm a very good runner. I have a lot of endurance. I think running is probably one of my strong suits in life. And uh, if a situation like this were to arise uh, and somebody would want to fight me... I would kindly look at them and say, of course not, and book it in the opposite direction. Um, probably getting away. But it sounds like uh, you might have a problem with that. You said that you, <laughs> you've called his girlfriend um, a bee multiple times, and it's like a punch to the face. So I guess one of the pieces of advice that I would give you is maybe stop calling her that. Um, I don't think you need to. Maybe you can tell her if she's saying anything rude or disrespectful to somebody in a kinder way, kind of reprimander and be like, Hey, by the way, you shouldn't be saying that, or that was really rude. And you should apologize. Uh, try to be a little reasonable, but it sounds like you're in high school as you call yourself a freshman. Um, at five foot four and 140 pounds, uh, that's not a bad weight. And I, I don't know about how I'm six, three and I'm a hundred and like 75 pounds. So 35 pounds less. And um, at least a foot shorter than me. I I feel like you you should be a pretty good you know weight for your height. Um, but yeah, uh, don't bring a knife to school, <laughs> please don't do that. I don't want you to get expelled. You know what I want you to have a clean record. I want you to get into college. I want you to do well. you know what would be the ultimate revenge, my friend. saying sorry to these people letting them like I wouldn't let them bully people, but just like let them be loudmouth and you know what would be the ultimate revenge. You study, you study your butt off. Get the best grades possible, and then you apply to the best colleges or universities, and you get in. And then you have a successful career, and you're just a good guy, and that will be your revenge against them. And you'll be like – and then when you see them in, like, your 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 high school 10-year anniversary, you'll be like, Hey, uh, look what not being allowed mouth get you. Oh! And by this point um, – you, you should be pretty jacked because you should also be training out and um, they won't want to start a fight with you. Or if they try to at this point of your life, uh, again, get into running and you know what? Just run away. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the end of episode 27. I want to thank you so much for tuning in onto this Thursday episode. Nonetheless, you guys have been great. Just remember to brush your teeth and floss and I will see you guys on the next one. Bye.